0: Welcome to The Exit, a podcast focused on driving better outcomes for business owners facing one of the hardest decisions they'll ever have to make, the sale of their business. The podcast will share insights from experienced advisors and other business owners on key elements around preparing your business for sale and maximizing the enterprise value leading up to that sale. Whether you're thinking of selling your business or you want to maximize the value of your business, you always want to keep your eye on The Exit. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Brett Deering, and I am a certified exit planning advisor and the host of the Exit Podcast. Today's podcast will focus on issues facing family-owned businesses. And here to talk more in detail about these issues is our guest, Matthew Kirzner. Hi, Matt. Hey, Brett. How are you? We're, we're excited to have you. Well, I, I have to tell you, Matt, we, in looking at your bio before the conversation, it shows here that you're currently working for your doctorate in business psychology, masters of science and labor relations master of arts in industrial and organizational psychology definitely want to learn more about that an adjunct professor for the university of new haven and certified in dispute resolution and mediation training uh, great to have you on the exit podcast want to make sure that i cover all of your background
1: yeah brett thank you for uh having me as part of the podcast so um uh, Yes, I'm uh, currently in my dissertation phase of uh, working towards my PhD in business psychology with a very hyper-focus on family businesses and succession planning. Uh, that's uh, been a journey, uh, and I'm very excited to have finished up all my schoolwork and just working on my dissertation. The, uh, you asked about the master's in industrial organizational psychology. Uh, for those who are not familiar with industrial organizational psychology, it is really the, the study of motivation and productivity and how to help organizations maximize uh, their human capital mm. to help them produce uh, at their full potential.
0: Wow, you know, talk about you know, what you see out there from family-owned businesses and some of the issues or challenges that they're facing. I'm sure that with your background and credentials, you're more than well-equipped to help family-owned businesses deal with some of these issues.
1: Absolutely. I'm a product of of family business. My father owned um, uh, a few pharmacies and no one in the family wanted to go into becoming a pharmacist. So he ended up uh, exiting out of his own uh, pharmacies and sold to big box retail. And was a PL owner for six years before I got into human resources and organizational development.
0: Wow, what was that? Like? Working,
1: it, it was great. I actually, um, you know, it was about 18 months of their management training program to learn every department in, in, the, you know, in a 80,000 foot square foot building. I learned management of 250 employees. Um, I learned, you know, if you think of a food retail, a very large food retail, there's 13 stores within one building. So it was a a phenomenal start of my career to learn big business.
0: Sure. Through that
1: process, they actually paid for both my master's degrees. Mm -hmm. It really started resonating uh, that I could use my educational background, my professional background to truly help business owners, family members, and non-family members that work for organizations kind of navigate through the process of working for them, transitioning to Gen 1 to Gen 2, Generation 1 to Generation 2, and also help the non-family members find their place working uh, for the organization and how they can contribute.
0: Sure. Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it sounds like this is a great place to kind of transition the conversation. I'm sure you know, with both of us working with family-owned businesses, I mean, I can personally say that it's been it's it's difficult environment in some cases, very stressful based upon the dynamics of uh, the family members, and in, in in some cases, it could be the reason why a business is failing. So, when you think about how you engage family-owned businesses, how are you spending your day?
1: So, a lot of a lot of my time is you know helping the family uh, leadership, the family members go through what I call the discovery phase of what is going on, gathering data, interviewing them, because sometimes they have a, an underlying issue. It could be a conflict that they're having with uh, their board of directors, their family members, their advisory board, non-family members who are in leadership positions, but they're not quite sure what the problem is. Sure. So what, what I do is I go through a diagnostic pr- a process to gather data, to go through a discovery phase, to help them get to the root cause of some of their, their, their issue at hand. Mm-hmm. And through that, I can help get to the root cause uh, and get to a di- diagnostic development and then help them put some options together so they could see what will be the best fit for their organization. Sure. Um, and I mean that in revenue. I mean that in size. I mean that in maturity of the life cycle. So it's, mm-hmm. it could be a loss of a family member, and that could be through uh, someone passing away. It could be a divorce that someone's going through. It could be, you know, a sister-in-law or brother-in-law that not, are not part of the family because of a, a divorce situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's many different issues that could be festering or bubbling at the organization, but the leadership doesn't have the capabilities or the resources to get to the root cause of the problem to help them uh, be productive. And, and this actually can impact this conflict or this issue could be impacting the stakeholders, right? right? The family members that are involved with the business, the non-family members. So there's a lot of stakeholders that are at play here, and it really does impact their bottom line if they don't get to the root cause of the problems that they're facing.
0: So let me just kind of summarize that. So you know, kind of what you're hearing and what you're seeing when dealing with a lot of family businesses, that there is this conflict that you know kind of permeates within the business and 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 kind of permeates within management. And what you're saying is that if it's not resolved in a way where there's an opportunity to enhance the relationship, you know, in the business itself, it could also impact the shareholders.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and stakeholders, not just shareholders, but stakeholders. Hmm. Um, and stakeholders are customers, stakeholders are employees, uh, stakeholders are vendors. So issues could impact, you know, I'll use the supply chain. It could impact any and everything that deals with the supply chain from cradle to grave of the business.
0: Wow. So when you think about some of these examples of, of where this has taken place, can you give us one example where you've seen this type of conflict and it's actually impacted the stakeholders?
1: The owner of the company who is uh, at an age where he is still very productive with the organization uh, has a lot, to, a lot of work ahead of him, but really needed to think of his exit strategy, and that is either retire or what is he going to do with the business? And one of the things is there were non-family members in the leadership position, the you know the C-suite positions of, you know, the chief operating officer, the chief financial officer and another uh, uh, executive. And they weren't seeing eye to eye. The owner didn't really have a family member that they were going to transition the business to. So it was really working with the C-suite leadership to find out what the conflicts they're having with each other,
0: mm-hmm. what
1: skill sets that they are lacking because there seems that there was seem to be, a lack of I don't want to use the word trust but confidence might be the the right word between the CEO and owner and the senior leadership. So it was one how do we resolve the conflicts between the parties of the C suite, the executive team so they could work together to build the confidence of the owner so they can this individual can feel comfortable to take a step back and let the non-family members actually run the business which Had an impact with stakeholders of the people that were purchasing the material to the non family members at all different levels of the operation, which resulted in some turnover. There were some non management uh, employees that were key employees of doing the business and have been around for a while, started feeling that conflict and ended up leaving the organization, which impacted um, the uh, production and the profit of of the organization.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm dealing with a particular situation like that now where it's a generation uh, baked goods manufacturing company, uh, and there's been conflict. There are five siblings that work within the business and in the management of this business, and there's one managing partner, one sibling who's managing the day-to-day uh, the others are, are kind of not necessarily phoning it in, but, you know, from their perspective are looking at the business differently um, than the managing partner, which is, hey, you know, this business has done well, but I think we're at a point in, in the cycle where we want to step out and it's creating a tremendous amount of conflict um, and strife, not only with, you know, in between the siblings, but also employees to the point where uh, morale in their, in their business is at an all-time low. This is a company that's been known in the tri-state uh, and uh, a company that's been doing very, very well. Uh, but now is starting to feel the impacts of that conflict and how it's starting to impact the stakeholders. So I can hear and, and see and with my eyes how that conflict impacts everyone involved. What are some of the things that you do with Iser Ampner to help with that business owner or that family-owned business to kind of get them through that, that particular sticky moment or difficult time?
1: So, you know, the, the first and foremost most is gathering some data and information and really take all of that information and, and analyze it to put a, pl- a plan in place.
0: From my perspective, I can see how this, this conflict could potentially jeopardize a business. How do you and Iser Ampmer, with your resources, um, go through and help a family move through these types of challenging times and issues?
1: So the first and foremost, what we do is we go through what's called the discovery phase with them. And we will interview all the players uh, that are involved or the actors. When I use the word actors, I mean employees or stakeholders or shareholders or anybody that the family member feels we need to interview to go through the discovery phase of of gathering the data to try to get to the root cause. And then it's putting all of that information together and, and, and develop categories or buckets, if that's the right word, for us to give them some feedback on what we think we see as the possible root cause of the problem.
0: So, you know, it's interesting, Matt. You know, I, I would love to for our listeners to be able to hear a little bit more about the services that Iser Amper provides uh, and how they help their family-owned businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about Iser Amper?
1: Sure. So um, we are one of the premier accounting firms in the U.S with nearly 1,500 employees, including 180 partners. Um, Clients include individuals, closely held businesses, startups, middle marketing companies, not-for-profit organizations, and multinational corporations. We're one of the largest firms in the nation, um, and uh, we offer a very diverse uh, set of uh, services to to our customers. The mission of the uh, Eisner Amper Center of Family Business Excellence is to provide uh, organizations with leading-edge tools, training, coaching, support, and other resources to ensure the successful transition from one generation of their business leadership to the next. We help maneuver uh, a lot of uh, challenges that come with the transition. And some of the services that we provide, Brett, mm-hmm. is uh, it could be helping setting up advisory boards. Uh, business perspectives, family charters, uh, some leadership and training opportunities, strategic planning, succession planning, and a whole cafeteria plan of special planning needs, such as HR, estate and financial and insurance services.
0: Wow. I mean, you know, I, I have to be candid. I mean, again, I've I've heard, uh, you know, Iser Amper's name out there a lot and, and, and used with utmost respect, but I have to be candid. I, I was unaware of the services that the Center for Family Business Excellence really provides. I mean, it sounds like you're surrounding uh, these family-owned businesses and really helping them kind of maneuver through strategically and long-term some of the issues that have been plaguing family-owned businesses for decades.
1: And a lot of times leadership or family members or board of directors can't see what they don't see. So our job is to help them see some of those things. And we try to let them know that every person that works for their organization, family and non family member, really what we can do is really help the organization see what I call and develop a strategic roadmap for them to help them put their business objectives into place, right? Right. Find out why they exist. What they believe in, what they want to be today and tomorrow or into the future, and then help them develop their business, operate efficiently, and then develop the key players that they have in the organization.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds great. And I know that there's a lot of owners out there that would really want to take you up on that. I, let's take a step back because I know it's difficult for, for owners. It's different for uh, and difficult for family-owned businesses to come to someone like you uh, and have that conversation. I can tell you that when they're going through these conversations or these conflicts, if you will, it's draining. Uh, it's, it's something that's personal. Uh, it's a family issue. And a lot of times these owners don't want to seek uh, advice or counsel outside of the family because it's a family issue. How do you address that conversation or how do you address that concern?
1: Uh, maintaining self esteem is, is the number one priority. Um, so it's going in and it's respecting the owner and their feelings that they have about that. Um, when you first initially have the conversation, someone like myself has to respect uh, what the owner has developed. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at a family business and you look at somebody who owns that business or a family that has owned this business, that's like a family member to them, right? The the organization itself is a child, is a family member. Um, oh, absolutely, and you have to respect that. Absolutely. So, by open dialogue and having a conversation with the owner uh, of the of the family business and the leadership of the family, just recognizing that alone uh, puts the puts the family member or the owner at ease a little bit, and it takes a little time to build trust, Uh, and I understand that, and that's uh, something that we take very serious. So listening and having key listening skills and listening to what they feel is the conflict and then uh, getting the family owner to allow us to go through the discovery phase to help them understand what they might not know. Sure. Um, and, And that could be just having the dialogue, and it does take time. Um, Building the trust is is something that's very important. But each and every business owner needs to understand that they need to make a decision of what they want to do. Are they going to hold the business, transition the business, close the business? And sometimes these emotions or conflicts can really get in their way to do what's right for the business and for the family.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. And I guess, you know, you mentioned time. I mean that that's something that a lot of owners ask me, say Brett, you know, I have this issue and, and I wanna try to work with someone. I understand the, the, the personal nature of what I'm about to ask you. Um, you know, as, as someone saying, I need help. I'm a family owned business, I have issues with a family member or conflict and I need help. Um, you know, but and this is a tough question to answer, but when you think about time, how long do you normally engage a family uh in this process?
1: it really depends on the complexity of the situation sure uh you know it could be in the first initial conversation people always say this is the problem and then when you go through the root cause of asking you know the what and whys at least five times through the conversation you find out that the story changes a little bit sure and then when you start finding the key players. Now, there could be two or three people in the family business that needs to be addressed. When I use the word addressed, being spoken to or interviewed, mm-hmm. um, it, could be, it could happen fairly quickly uh, or it could be very complex where there's multiple layers and people that need to be spoken to to kind of get at the root cause.
0: Sure. So it's a
1: hard question to answer. So it's hard for me to say, you know, it, it, it could be something that's done in one phone call, five phone calls, Five visits to the facility or organization all depends on the complexity of the situation.
0: Yeah, but I think you did answer it, Matt, which is look, is you're not opening this closet and taking everything out of the closet and saying, wow, there was a lot in that closet. Well, I hope you have a better opportunity at putting it back the right way. I appreciate the time. What you're saying is. You know, we go in and we try to find out what those issues are, those challenges that these owners are having, and you're there as a support mechanism to help them through that, um, and, and not only help them through that, but you're there to help and in, in kind of invoke and enhance processes that put them in uh, a better position to be able to deal with those conflicts, move past them, and put the business on a better, uh, on better footing. It sounds like that's kind of where uh, the real benefit to a business owner is in having this kind of engagement with you.
1: That is correct and there's nothing more satisfying to help the business owner help them make that that strategic business decision that they wanted to have but had the conflict in the way of making that decision.
0: Man, this is this is you know something that I see every day, and and I'm sure you see more than I do, and and you know it's it's painstaking to see a lot of these individuals who have struggled so uh, much and have put uh, sacrificed so much to to really build this family-owned business, to see them uh, really dealing with these types of issues and how these issues can impact the business. It's always hard to watch as an outsider, and um, you know to have some. Somebody that's able to be able to go in and help them through those issues and help them through those difficult challenges is something that I know I feel a lot better about and a lot more confident that I'm able to impact that change by having someone like you uh, as a part of, of helping them in that discussion so you know transitioning kind of to the last point of our, our podcast and talking about the exit you know we always focus on helping business owners get ready for that one difficult time in their life which is really uh, parting ways with with their baby, as you kind of put it, you know, getting ready to sell the business, and that's a difficult discussion, right? That's a difficult decision to make. You know, when you think about dealing with family owned businesses, how do you help a business owner get through that decision?
1: There's four major players that the owner needs to think about. One is themselves and their leadership team, right? So I call it the leadership of of the organization if they're if they're deciding that they're going to exit and sell the business or transition well I wouldn't say transition the business but sell the business it means that they didn't have a succession plan or didn't have the right player or person or family member or non-family member to succeed them. So it's really going through the process to make sure that uh, this exit is the right exit. so there there's a lot of discussion around you know do they have a successor did they, have a thought process in place for that Mm -hmm. then it's thinking about the family members that might be impacted that currently work for the organization or indirectly have a lot of involvement because of you know developing the, the mission the values and the goals of the organization how are they impacted in this right and then last lastly and I always tell business owners you can't forget about those people the loyal I use the word loyal soldiers but those people, the non-family members that have been loyal to the organization.
0: They're since day one, right? <laughs>
1: from from day one and, and help them start and are key players. What are, what are we going to do about uh, that, that group? Sure. Um, is there opportunities for them after, or do we help them transition as well? So that's another critical piece that, Um, business owners need to think a little bit about because there's absolutely a ripple effect uh, when they're planning to sell the business.
0: Right. You know, that's really helpful. I guess there's one question that i always like to ask you know kind of our guest and that is it's kind of our business owner exchange question and that is if you think about what you deal with and who you're dealing with on the day-to-day family-owned businesses dealing with some challenging issues what is the single one piece of advice that you would offer a business owner that's listening to our podcast today in regards to their business
1: Start sooner than later. Think through what you're going to do for your strategic roadmap. What if you don't have a three- to five-year business plan? Start now.
0: Well, you know, I, I tell you, I'm sure that there are business owners that, you know, listening to this podcast that would want to have a follow-up conversation with you. How do they find you at Iserampner? Ampner? Uh,
1: thank you, Brett. So they can get a hold of me uh, through a few different ways. Uh, they can email me at Persner at eisneramper.com and matthew is m-a-t-t-h-e-w dot k-e-r-z-n-e-r at eisneramper.com they can also call my direct line my office line at 732-243-7810 and they can also look me up in LinkedIn and look for my profile, and they could also send me a message that way.
0: Well, I have to tell you, this has been a great conversation, and I think one that's been enlightening for our listeners. Uh, I, I want to say thank you, Matt. We appreciate your time here on The Exit. We feel like uh, you know it's always good to be able to provide this type of information to our owners, and, and today you've delivered tenfold. So thank you for that.
1: Brett, thank you. I enjoyed our time today. Thank you very much.
0: Well, that's everything. That's our, that's our podcast for today. Uh, stay tuned and, and listen in next time, but for today we appreciate your time and have a great, great week. This concludes this week's podcast on the exit. I'm your host, Brett Deering, and remember, always keep your eye on the exit. If you want to reach us at the exit, please reach out to Brett at the dash exitpc.com. That again is Brett at the dash exitpc